0: Hi everybody, welcome back. Today we're gonna have a conversation with Pavel. Pavel, welcome to the show. Hey Tony,
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely, I've been looking forward to meeting you and I've been looking forward to interviewing you so the audience could find out more about you. So with that said, let's dive right in. Let's start with a one word open. Tell us right now, what's that one word you could use to describe how you're feeling in this moment? Uh,
1: Today probably would be complexity. Uh, because it's at the end of the year, we're going through uh, a lot of different things regarding planning, budgeting for next year, uh, putting together a roadmap of what we want to have in the product next year, uh, hiring some key people. And at the same time, uh, I'm running two businesses. I'm starting an venture uh, currently, so there's a lot of complexity. But you know, hey, that's that's what we like. We entrepreneurs like about uh, doing this. So. Uh, good and bad I'll say that at
0: the same time. Awesome. Let's kick it. Let's let's kick it off with you know as, as in the context of kicking it off. If you could spend the next few minutes, mm-hmm. tell us about your business. Tell us about your background. I know you have a couple of businesses, so if you want to tell the audience more about you and your two businesses, that would be great. Sure.
1: Yeah. So I'm a, I'm the kind of person who really. Uh, likes to start businesses, so I've started already a couple. Um, First, there were two sort of smaller boutique consultancy businesses in 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 really niche markets. One was in political consulting and the other was in um, high school marketing. So two very niche businesses, not really a tech startup, but uh, it actually turned out to be quite profitable. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, after some years, and then uh, I was working in a digital agency, um, taking care of our biggest clients, and uh, I had to, you know, propose. At the end of the year, I had to propose to every client, "What should we do next year? How can we, you know, serve you even more? How can we get you more customers? How can we get you more revenue? Which kind of services we're gonna do for you? So is, is it going to be?" Social is it going to be uh, PPC, is it, is it going to be search, is it going to be something else in, in localization space? And that was in back in 2015. And I was looking, I was spending a lot of time in Google Analytics. And I was just looking at the numbers, and I felt I couldn't really provide a good enough answer to my clients, or I couldn't really the plans that I put together were not as sound as I'd like them to be because there was something missing and um, you know I didn't really couldn't put my finger on what it was but then I met in a co-working space these two other dudes and when they heard you know um, from digital agency they were like have you got to show you something so they took me in a meeting room and they showed me an MVP of what uh, later became Revenue, which is which is my uh, my company, my primary company, where I now spend most of the time. And I was just blown away by the uh, by a the product. And uh, we joined forces, and I started working there in 2015, and I became the CEO in 2016. And sort of we were taking it uh, from there. And the story was that it was the sort of product where we tried to stretch our own itch you know because we we have to put together these campaigns and these plans and we have to evaluate them and just google Analytics wasn't good enough for it so so we build a product that's that's better and it can more accurately to tell you what is the true roi of different campaigns and, and different channels uh, and what have you and, you know, we've been running ever since. And then lately, in, on our journey, we also raised some funds. We raised a seed round. And then we, we almost went broke. And then uh, we uh, then we, the swing was to the other side. So we uh, we went okay again. And then we broke even. And then we got ourselves into black numbers, which is really great it was about two years ago. Um and um, as I was doing the fundraising, which also took me you know, two years to do and a lot of effort and a lot of energy and a lot of time, I sort of saw that um, that could also be done in a better way. And so I'm currently founding another company, which I've already raised a angel round for, uh, which is called Bound. And uh, that is here to you know, streamline the process of how can founders and investors meet. Uh, and it should provide um, independent reviews of different VCs out there. Uh, and it should also provide a search engine where a founder can just come in. You know, I, I come from Europe. So for instance, in here, as a founder, you can just come into the, uh, to the site and you can say, hey, I wanna uh, find all the VCs that are in Germany. That invest in fintech, that invest in Series A, and you can have your long list sort of within one minute as opposed to months of doing manual research. So that's the value proposition of the second company. And again, you know, it was it was based on the scratch your own itch uh, approach, uh, where I felt uh, this whole thing could be done in a drastically um, better manner.
0: Awesome. Thanks for giving us that high-level overview of your businesses. Now, with that said, can you quickly tell us a recent win that you encountered? And as you're running through that quickly for us, tell us what was your takeaway? What, what was your learning moment when you had this win?
1: Um, so maybe this will, uh, this will bring home with, with some of the second-time founders, but what I really found is that when I was now raising funds for the second company, it was so much easier than the first time around. And I don't mean like two times easier. I think it was like 20 times easier. And I think it's just because of I already have some track record behind me and also some sort of network. And so I was like very surprised actually on how easy it was. I just approached a bunch of angels And, um, you know, without too much hassle, too much negotiations, uh, we actually struck a deal pretty fast in a a manner of a couple of months. Uh, And so now I can focus on building the business. Whereas where I was raising for the first company, the first time around, it really took me two and a half years of my life to actually score one VC uh, that would fund us, you know, because I was a nobody and uh, I didn't have a track record in, in, in tech startups. Uh, so I think that raising that angel around is, is a nice win and also nice satisfaction, a really big surprise to me on how, you know, in, in the time span of five years, how you can really go from um, having to approach, you know, hundreds of funds uh, to get some, you uh, um, to get some money for to run your business to then you know just talk to a bunch of dudes and you know raising really quickly so so sort of that's my takeaway and you know how how is that transferable to other founders I think the takeaway there is like you have to sustain and uh, you have to you know prove like if, if your business, for instance, is, is failing, just don't go away after, let's say, maybe like a year or half a year, because that doesn't really prove to investors um, that you are sort of reliable. But if you can you know, be with one company and build it over the long term, then you sort of become uh, much more trustworthy that you, know, you, you are you will not do bad with their investment in the first place.
0: Gotcha. Now let's talk about thought leadership. What is the one thing that makes someone a good thought leader from your perspective?
1: I think uh, you really need to understand your customers, uh, which can be done in a lot of different ways and it can come from a lot of different places. So for instance, uh, in the in the first company, revenue, I was doing sales a lot. So I recently counted that I had maybe 2,000 sales calls over the, the time span of those five years. And, you know, if you spend that much time with your customers, you just understand their problems really well. Uh, but it, it doesn't have to be sales. It can be client success as well. It can be product, but just like spending as much time with the customers and understanding their problem really deeply and and seeing actually patterns across different, uh, maybe subgroups of customers, um, combined then with the ability to tell the story really well uh, to maybe, you know, so everybody maybe has a different medium. Somebody's good at writing, somebody's good at talking. Um, So, you know, if you really understand the problem of the customers and if you can put it out there in a uh, in, in coherent and interesting way, for instance, like in a form of blog or a podcast or a white paper or, or what have you, I think that that is a good recipe for a, a good follow It could be even LinkedIn posts, you know, like the medium is, I would say, secondary and everybody's good at something else. Uh, but understanding really the problem plus being able to put it out there in an interesting sort of
0: format. Excellent. What about company culture? What's that number one thing from your perspective that you think makes someone, you know, when you look at a company, you're like, this company has got an awesome company culture. What is that one thing from your perspective?
1: One thing, um We've had, um, we definitely got it wrong <laughs> at some point and then we got, it, you know, sort of, okay. And and now we, I, I just had a, today, we, you know, we have a, sort of, we call it straight talks. So we have, it's like a review interview uh, with our employees that we have every quarter with everybody. And we just had one with a new developer on our team. And she just told us, you know, uh, that we have really great people and really good, like there is not one bad, not even one bad apple whereas previously we had some of those. Uh, and so what made the difference is that, you know, at the interviews uh, or when somebody is within the company, I don't look solemnly at their sort of, strengths or skills and hard skills and soft skills i also look at if whether or not they're a good person at heart um and if they're not if they are sort of wish uh, we just get rid of them you know or we if we don't feel right on the interview we just don't let them in and if i think i believe that if you if you do this right with the first let's say 10 20 hires uh, then you create a circle or a culture where even if such a bad apple would come in the other people would raise the issue you know they would raise the red flag and even if for instance you don't interview that person personally or you're you don't work in same day to day the word would get to you you know that this is not what we want in the company, or this guy doesn't really this guy, doesn't really fit in with, with uh, our values and our culture. So I think f- for us, what work is like looking at whether the person is not only a, a great talent, but also if he's or she is a good person at the same time and being really um, sort of meticulous about it for the first 10 to 20 hires. And I'll just quickly tell you one example. We had a stellar, a stellar sales guy at one point who was like very driven, very intelligent. Uh, he delivered. He'd over-delivered. He closed, you know, twice as many or three times as many as some other guys uh, in terms of new MRR. But he was he was kind of selfish, and he was kind of uh, it just didn't have the right values. So even though it was very painful and it hurt um, the business, we just had to part ways after, I think, a year of the cooperation. And I think, looking back, I should, I should have done that, actually,
0: even earlier. Awesome. Thank you. So here we are at the end. Audience would, you know, if they're listening to this, they want to find out more information about your companies or your social handles. You now, take this opportunity to put, give that out to them right now.
1: Sure uh, so the, the two companies is uh, Royvenue is the first one and what we do there is we, we help e-commerce businesses to optimize their uh, marketing performance across all channels. So if that's interesting to you, the website is roivenue.com And then the other venture where we help founders found, uh, find the right VCS to approach and to read some independent reviews on them uh, written by other founders like like yourself. Uh, that is called Bound and the domain is boundwell.io uh, but we're only going to be launching the product in January. So right now, if you come to the website, you can leave a review, but that's about it. You, know, you, you can't really use all the features just yet, but uh,
0: everything should be live uh, comes January. Awesome. Thank you. Here we are at the end. Can you sign us off with a one word close? And tell us why you're choosing to sign up with it.
1: Uh, it's not one word, but I would say go for it. <laughs> uh, because life is short and, uh, you know, you're not getting any younger. Uh, so if you think you have a shot at something, um, just go for it. Uh, I think, you know, you, you I like yeah, you, you will not regret going for it. You you only can regret not going for something. So go for yeah. it. Awesome. Say.
0: Well, Pavel, thank you very much. That was some good insights you gave us, and I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, it was my pleasure. And then hopefully uh, you know the audience will uh, take away some of that.